friends, and welcome to There's No People Like Show People, the podcast that connects and reconnects the theater community, inspires hope, and strives to help people not feel so alone. I am your host, Sarah Philibon. Ho, ho, ho! Welcome back, friends, to yet another festive episode of There's No People Like Show People. We have joyfully reached everyone's favorite time of the year, the holiday season. Looking for a fun and cozy present? Well, look no further. The official There's No People Like Show People merchandise store has all of your gifting needs. Everything from coffee mugs to sweatpants, hoodies to booty shorts, water bottles to tote bags, and so much more. Head on over to There's No People Like Show People dot item order dot com for unique theater inspired presents. Each purchase supports the podcast and really helps us out. Your grandma loves podcasts and theater. Perfect. We've got a gift for you. Your nephew is currently starring in his high school musical. Perfect. We've got you covered. Your dad knows absolutely nothing about theater but really needs a new water bottle. Perfect. Official podcast merch is very sensible and a great gift for all. I can't thank you enough for supporting There's No People Like Show People and celebrating the resilience of the global theater community. Wishing everyone a holiday season that's merry and bright. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Oh, friends, our next guest, we've been experiencing a few technical difficulties, but we have persevered. We have been working through them because we are strong and brave, and we really wanted to bring this fantastic conversation to you filled with humor, truth, honesty, the highs, the lows, all of the feelings. I recently heard this great quote and I was listening to somebody else's podcast. It probably was either Glennon Doyle or Brene Brown, but they said, you are a collection of thousands of stories that are just waiting to be read. And so here on There's No People Like Show People, you, I'd lo- I would love for you to think of yourself as a collection of thousands of stories that are just waiting to be heard. And so here is yet another story. Um, my dear friend, oh my goodness, this is a first for me. I just respect and admire her so much. She's so talented, so funny, so strong and brave. The, the Friends, the very first on There's No People Like Show People, we have two working artist single mothers. Woo! Woo! Welcome to the podcast, Alicia Bryant. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It is a, it's, it's a joy to be here and talking to you and sorting through all this goofy stuff this morning. And, you know, my mic's not working so well, so hopefully you can't hear my baby crying in the background right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I'm not, but, you know. You know, I hope the they milk. can because that's real life. Yeah, this is real life. We're going to make the show go on. exactly uh how are you today i'm good i've had my coffee and my coffee and my uh dr pepper so i'm caffeined up and i'm finally alive after you know how it is at night with the cute ones they're so they're designed to be so precious so that in the middle of the night when we are running on like 45 minutes only 45 minutes of sleep 
we can get up and still love them. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm alive. I'm a person now, and I'm so happy to be on a Zoom. It's been actually a while, you know, with pandemic and everything, since I've actually been on a Zoom meeting. I've you know gotten to go back to in person, and uh, nothing's official yet, but I'm super excited. I'll be hopefully teaching soon at a theater here in in South Carolina. Amazing. Yo. I say we just jump right on in because I'm sure the listeners are wondering where are you from originally and how did you get into theater? Um, we're allowed to swear on this, yes? Oh yeah. Oh, my favorite answer to where are you from is my mother's vagina. And now that I am a mother, it means so much more. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, y'all. Um, and I got out of Dodge real quick as soon as I could. Um, and uh, went to school at St. Mary's in San Antonio, Texas. And I had an awesome teacher there who told me about UPDAs. And that was pretty much the kickstart of my professional career. And I've been going over all over everywhere. You know the life, the regional circuit doing um jumping around from place to place doing tours all across everywhere and now i'm finally finally slowing down settling down here in south carolina with my precious angel baby amazing what is the first show that you did well i don't know if you can really count um i was in the y I'm, i was a ymca kid holla at the ymca teachers <laughs> um <laughs> uh and we did like kind of a, a review like kind of situation when I was in second grade and we did Annie and um not to get typecast but I was Annie um and yeah I I kind of always like have been into being ridiculous like when I was four like my hero was Miss Piggy so it was just I would just set up set up to be a ham but I'm ching um but my first like real show was um ninth grade uh, what is the wells fargo wagon the music man i was in the chorus of the music man and i absolutely adored it i had so much fun i learned how terrible of a dancer i am um <laughs> and then you know but being it was great to be cast in the chorus because you know on my first show it makes sense but it, it made me like want it more i'm like no i want to be one of the people with the lines and you know with the jokes and stuff so yeah i i had a great experience at vines high school in that show and i got hooked <laughs> yes amazing so i think that i just think we need to talk about um being a mom and what that means in this crazy career and how the two sometimes go often go hand in hand but often don't go hand in hand and you tell us about your daughter oh my gosh my daughter my precious angel baby child june carter um it's funny how it all happened you know like being a performer um and uh, specifically do a lot of children's theater and educational theater and stuff like that like i've always had a proclivity um towards children like I started babysitting as a teenager um I've always loved kids and I had a really tough childhood and my arts teachers really gave me hope and inspiration so like um 
as as a performer like it was really hard thinking like maybe I won't be able to have a kid one day like I've always wanted to be a mother and like join that team um and have my own person to do things better than I had them um but uh I just didn't see it happening because you know like you have a contract here for one month then a contract lined up um you know with a gap in between that for three months and then another contract lined up after that for two months and maybe one more and then like that's a really good successful year you know if you if you can plan it out and even have those little breaks but um imagining doing that with a child like it seems impossible um so i definitely started to adjust adjust like my lifestyle um even though i was thriving as an artist um pre-pandemic and everything i started to kind of really do more educational theater like teaching to try to give myself a little bit more stability in hopes of that potential um and then um i was in love with a guy and he went totally ballistic um you know mental health issues are are a real thing and so many people deal with them and they should be talked about um but his mental health problem um i'm i'm not going to use any names he had bipolar and he had a total flip and it just like it was like a rug that swept under, out from under my feet i didn't know um i thought i was going to have his children i thought you know like this was the life i was starting to create um and then i had a rebound and then i missed my period <laughs> so uh yeah, I, I got everything I had wanted, not exactly the way I expected it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've been doing the single mom thing. You know, like I knew from the start, and ever since I was young, I'm very pro-choice. Everyone, it's their own decision. It's your body, your choice, and whether you want to keep a child or um, not or adopt out, that is exactly whatever you have to do that's right for you i just knew that personally the long-term effects of ending a pregnancy would be so negative on me that i was just like if i if this ever happens i'm gonna keep it or adopt it and this happened and um that was a really tough tough place to be you know single middle of pandemic not sure like what my life would bring but my sister spoke some words to me um as I spoke with her about, you know, like, what, what am, what am I going to do for going forward? And she said something that stringed in my mind. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I, there's no way once this child comes out of me that I'm going to be able to give it to someone else. Like I'm going to fall instantly in love. And sure. She was absolutely right. Even before she came out of me, like, you know, I'm sure you remember like, just like the bond starting to happen while she's cooking in there. It's just like, oh, um, I fell in love with this little human and I do more and more every day. I've always been a hopeless romantic and um, I've read into music. Like I've really leaned into music for a lot of healing, a lot of like a soundtrack of my life. There's always a music going in the background. Like, you know, it's like if I were, I, it's, it's my imagination, you know, it's nuts as many of us theater people are. But, like I always imagine like panning out third person, like, 
this is what's going on in my life right now. What would be, you know, the soundtrack? Oh, okay, we're going to listen to Gravity Rides by, you know, uh, Modest Mouse or Third Eye, whoever that is. You know, I was like, what, what, what's playing right now? So I've always loved music and always related that with romances and stuff. And it's so great. June, like as I was creating a playlist for the birthing process with my doulas, which any of y'all pregnant out there listening, get yourself a doula. It's the best money you'll ever spend. Um, I was creating my my soundtrack for the birthing process with my doula, and it's like I'm putting on these love songs that I had had with relationships in the past, like, and not even like totally forgetting about the former memory that was tied to them. Um, like the all. It's and it's another practice I've been doing with myself, looking in in the mirror, and singing these love songs to myself, um, replacing that need for the other, that completion, whatever that hopeless romantic crud that I'm totally off that now, thank goodness. Um, but you know, do what's right for you, y'all. Um, but yeah, I it was just such a beautiful thing realizing like she is that other person that I've been searching for my whole life. She is the one that those love songs, um, darling, you who sent me like that. She is the completion of my heart. Like I, I, I was made to be her mom. I'm so glad she chose me in the ether of all of the energy swirling around. I love you, baby June Carter. I'm going to say this and send this to you one day when you're a big girl and you can hear me swear. <laughs> And this is me in a nutshell. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Alicia, that is so beautiful. You're like making me cry over here. Oh my gosh. No. It's like so empowering and stunning. And I'm just so curious to know how has becoming a mother changed you as an artist? Oh man. Well, I, you know, immediately you can say there's a lot of physical limitations um, because I'm, um, you know, every, every way that a mother feeds her child is whatever you got to do what works for you. Um, uh, we have chosen to do, um, breastfeeding. I mean, predominantly I'm pumping a lot just so I can have stuff for later. And just with timing, you know, it's not easy, even though it's beautiful to just nurse wherever, like, and I'm all about free the, free the booby. Um, but you know, I'm pumping a lot to make it convenient. Um, uh, but like, I can't be away from my child for you know more than a couple days because I just can't get ahead of th that far enough on pumping mm -hmm. um so like that sets up limitations on like I can't take a contract like and leave her with you know a family member or something because I don't have the food that could you know so that that's a limitation as well as like just going to teach classes like I'm already like having to think forward I'm like, okay, I got to get in with the interns at this theater so I can find a, a kid who's passed a background check, who's willing to work for less than they deserve, <laughs> as do we all as artists. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to have to find, I, I have a couple of babysitters that are reliable, but they're not close enough, you know, like finding a babysitter, you know, that's a thing. Um, so like physically it's there's a lot of immediate you know this is what's up emotionally like mentally spiritually as a performer oh my gosh 
it makes me want to go back. I did, um, I got like a dream gig in 2016 on a touring resident touring company for theater. And there was, um, there are two shows we did in rotation. And one of them I was, I was like made for, it was Commedia, like super fun. And, um, I was the lead in that and I killed it in my, in my mind. <laughs> but, um, the other one I got killed by, um, I played a mother in the other show. And as a, as a performer, my toolbox wasn't as deep. Um, I, I was relying on a lot of experience based things for a lot of my character work. Um, you know, like, it's just, it was just more shallow and that's just the way it is. And I'm glad to be humble about it. Cause I definitely have grown since then and could look back even since before having a baby and being like, wow, I wish I had this tool. Then I wish I had this technique or, you know, this, whatever maturity, less green, whatever you want to call it. I could yeah. definitely, but now that I've been a mother, like looking back, like, Oh, I wish I would have had this experience to bring to the table to flesh out that character better. Um, but it also excites me for future opportunities um, to be able to bring like the love and compassion that being a mother brings you as a human. Like it's ridiculous. There's a quote, I believe it's, I want to say it's mother Teresa. All the world's children are our children. Um, once you become a mom and even before then I always loved kids and I, felt like a connection to every, you know, every child, but like, once you become a mom, it's like, it's just like, no question. Like it takes a community to raise the child. Like every child is yours. Like every child you have to look out for. Like, it's just like inherent. And then it's like every mom, you, you see a mom with a kid in the store and the kids like, you know, having a day or something. And you're just like mad props, mom, like, you know, just like chest, like, like everyone is in the club once you've crossed the gate. And so like, it just like connects you so further to everyone. So like, I just, the empathy, the understanding, the just so much more. I, I look forward to bringing to the table on whatever roles I have upcoming, whenever that may be. Um, I, yeah, being a mom definitely adds so much depth to the love box, to the tools, to the everything, like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> do you ever that gosh, like everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Times a hundred. Yes. And I, whenever you see that mom struggling in target with her three kids and especially if they're little and one is having a tantrum and one is saying no and running away and, my first instinct, <clears throat> but then I also don't want to be like a creepy, weird stranger. I literally want to go over there and I want to pick up the kid who is crying and I just want to hold them like, like they're my own kid. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to be like weird and creepy and all, you know, we're in pandemic times and touching and personal space yeah. is weird. And so you're like, I don't know what to do. And so sometimes I just say like, Hey, can I, do you need any help with anything? Can I help you with something right now? And sometimes the mom is like, yes, please. And oh, so bless you. Like, yeah. No, nope, I got it. I am always the mom that if anyone offers any kind of help in any sort of way, I'm always like, yes, please. SOS. <laughs> I need lots yes. of help over here. Yes. And <laughs> yes, yes. And do you, are, are there other things that you have struggled with when it comes to this career? Um, with theater struggling? Yeah. I mean, 
Um, one of the things that like made me start to make this switch more towards teaching theater um, is that I was I was a thriving artist. You know, Actors Equity Union says that any one point ninety percent of actors are unemployed. Um, and I was the 10% that was like almost consistently employed. And I know you are, you have too, you've worked at like all of the regional theaters and, and more like I was killing it. And, um, yet I still found it so hard to get by. Like I was constantly employed and constantly broke. And not only does that make it hard for you, like the day-to-day -day physical, that makes the it breaks down the emotional stuff like like your mental game like like everyone who fronted on you was like what are you doing you're not gonna make it a like i'm making it but and then you're not gonna be able to survive like acting doesn't pay enough and i'm like oh, i'll show you and it's just like, like those voices they get to you and then like your the family my like even the family that was supportive of me like trying like they're still like get they get sick of me asking like almost all my mom's phone plan you know <laughs> and she's i was like mom can i can i this month like can we skip this month and she's like honey i love you but like i need you to pay for your phone <laughs> like yeah. and and you know i think it's such a blessing i don't understand how anybody can make it in theater um you know stage stuff i know there's a lot more money in film and such yada yada but um doing like what we have done i don't understand how anyone can make it without assistance um and like i know i know tons of friends and i would love to have their family who have you know apartments in new york and that would be really great and all um uh with with help and stuff and i, I have my phone i had my phone paid for forever i'm just like this is the hugest blessing like thank you mom um but yeah, like the finances was like a huge problem for me. It was just heartbreaking that I was thriving, killing it still under the poverty line. Um, but, you know, like it also, if you're an artist, you're likely got a, a theater in theater. You've got a creative brain. And so, you you know, make be resourceful, make it work. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like kind of making that switch was a tough call. But, you know, looking forward to my future, I was like. Okay, well, I already love children's theater, and I can maybe do some of the stuff for fun, and you know, like some of the performance stuff more for fun, and then teach more, teach more theater for my main thing. So I have like a more solid, even if it's not like the most money, just to have the same pay grade rather than going from this contract where you could make like bukus to that contract where you make like a quarter. <laughs> like um, that that was like one of the tough a really big challenge is the finances unfortunately yeah how do you want to see the theater world change well that definitely relates right to that question <laughs> um you know like obviously we it's 2021 we've come such a far way with gender equality understandings like i'm well, I love seeing the kids like looking down at this next generation and like there's so much more accepting and just making space, holding space for different people of different colors, sizes, shapes, um, you know, 
everything. And so, and I definitely see that in the theater world, there's more representation, more authenticity, like sticking with, you know, actual genders. Like we want to look at, um, not in the Heights. What is, what is, what just came out? What is the new? What's this story? Yes. Thank you. God bless you, Sondheim. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But, um, you know, I was at Rita Moreno. That was, there was one woman of the actual ethnicity that they're portraying originally in the sixties. And now we look forward to the movie, which I haven't seen, but I've, I've been told really good things. Like there's representation. Like, it's like, no, you can't play that. You can't play a Hispanic role. If you're freaking white, it's just wrong. I remember I had a, my 10th grade theater teacher. I was at a different high school. I actually auditioned for the, um, advanced class with how many bullets do I have, Chino? How many? Uh, without having seen West Side Story. <laughs> and um, I just like, I was just an ignorant little kid, like looking online for female monologues. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this looks like this. This is deep. I got this. Um, and I did it. And I did it like really serious. And like, I was proud of what I had done that day. And my um, theater teacher was like, she's like, okay, first off, you made it in. Great job. I love the reinterpretation of what you just did. Um, Have you ever seen West Side Story? (laughs) And I was like, no. And she was like, okay. Well, it was a good reimagining because you actually made it serious and like it was good in that way. But never ever do this monologue again because it's done by a hispanic woman and you are white as white comes i was like (laughs) oh god oh lord um so yeah that's been like me in theater just tripping upwards um in general i'm just like how did i get here um i fooled all of you um but yeah i definitely there's representation in theater that we're definitely seeing and in our society um things are shifting however um we societally need to change for my goals for theater to change which is the funding for the arts um like i uh, i did an independent study on could i music uh education whenever i was in college and when you are playing a musical instrument you are using 90 percent of your brain you're using both the creative and the logical sides and right now our society is so focused on the logical side that it's totally negating half of a human's personality when actually like if you can get a kid on an instrument you know for example they can be engaging in both of those sides so it kills me, the funding for the arts, the lack of appreciation for the arts. I think that after going through COVID, maybe people understand a little bit more that music and theater and all of these things that like help distract people even in the Great Depression, like that's how they got big. Like they, we needed that, we relied on that. And so maybe they'll, we'll see some more appreciation in the coming years, um, funding wise for the arts, but like, our society has just got to get off this horse of like math, science, math, science. Well, if you have your kid expressing themselves in art and theater and band and whatever it is, 
then their math and science points are gonna go up. So like we just have to make a cultural shift and it seems like a slowly but surely thing. We'll we'll keep getting there. Especially with this next gen. You guys rule. Yeah, arts arts education is so <coughs> it's so valid. It's so necessary. And I always think that how do we change the world? It's well, we change it through more connection and more empathy and just more honest storytelling which is mm -hmm. the number one reason why I started this podcast and why I continue to do this podcast. And someone, I think having a, a curiosity about life is so valid and important. And when you constantly ask yourself these questions, what you know, sometimes what makes you happy is so you're like, I don't know. But when you break it down into what, what are you doing where you just like lose all sense of time and you just love doing it? Where do you feel like you're in your creative flow? Um, things like that. Where do you feel like you are the most alive? Where, where do you feel like you are feeling the most like fulfilled? Where do you, there, there's just so many questions to be, to be asking. And where do you feel like you can fully be yourself? And this podcast, like, I always come back to this podcast. I'm like, yes, I feel fully alive. There's so much connection. I love storytelling. I love talking to people. I love, like, I learn something new um, every single week from my own podcast, <laughs> from talking to people and, and just yeah. and asking these questions. And it's also, I think, a giant crash course in leadership because I so strongly believe in my being that I, like, it is my job, I guess, or, or my obligate, not obligation is such a bad word, <clears throat> my calling, my calling to be in a position of courageous leadership so that we can actively work towards these necessary changes in order to tell these stories, to get, to inspire other people to make changes so that we can make a better world for everybody. Mm -hmm. Children are the future. We got to build it up for them. I definitely see the equity, like, I'm with you on, like, the calling I have is for towards, always felt towards kids, like, they, they are the future, and, like, we, we are, and not that you cannot appreciate the moment, but it helps me appreciate the moment by sewing into them, um, giving them, helping give them the tools, the accessibility um, to the arts, to help their enrich their lives and it's enriching my life while doing so so oh i know has, you know has anyone ever given you a really good piece of life advice that you that carries you through the many ups and downs there's two pieces of advice that immediately ring to mind one is theater involved and one is just life involved um life involved i've seen it like you know the older you get you understand cliches you're like oh this is why this is a cliche um but i've seen over and over choose your heart you can choose it it's life can be this kind of hard or it can be that kind of hard choose your heart and like um real on on a on a very serious note like choosing um to be a single mother um that was a very hard choice and know you know very personally like I have this guy who is not ideal but it's another human to help to help me you know get up in the middle of the night not that he did even whenever I tried it 
Um, but like help me get up in the middle of the night, sometimes take her. So, you know, I can go to the bathroom on my own, <laughs> spend five minutes and they're doing some business that would not be as much fun trying to keep a human alive while doing, um, you know, showering, you know, just, just simple things mm-hmm. like running inside a gas station to get a Dr. Pepper without having to bring the whole kit and caboodle, you know, just all those things. Um, and then emotional support and then the financial support, like choosing my heart. I just realized it meant so much more for me for June to not be influenced by the very not okay things um, every day with her father. I Yes, I bring her to see him every weekend. Um, you know, I want her to have a relationship with him, but I don't want her day in and day out to see the way he talks to me, to, to, to see that that's what I should accept. That's where I have chosen to be a, um, a cycle breaker, a chain breaker. Um, you know, trauma is, it's, it's very, it's, it's runs through families, long, long, long lines. And, um, I'm choosing my heart. I'm, choosing less sleep these purple rings under my eyes i'm choosing to have the three cups of coffee in the morning to become a person i'm choosing that hard over the hard of trying to heal my aching daughter's heart and not make putting this choice on her in the future um then uh so yeah that's that's the heavy stuff the light stuff (laughs) theater wise you might know him uh do you know peter boyer he's wonderful sunshine human being um, I don't think so. He's he's fabulous. He works um, based out of D.C. He's married to um, Jenny Mail. She's an uh, she's a fight lady and an awesome director. My that name sounds them. familiar. Actually. Jenny Mail, yeah, she's SAFD. She, I think she's one of the she she can teach the classes and certify and all that jazz. She's she's a badass bitch. I'm just gonna get some swearing in, giving Jenny Mail props. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, they're a wonderful theatrical couple um, that uh, I know. And I was at Updas a few years back and I saw Peter and I just, I just asked him and he, you know, he's like, you know, a little, maybe uh, 10 years, my senior, a little more than that. I'm not sure. I love you, Peter. I'm sorry. Um, but, and I know he worked um, and I'm just like, Peter, can I just get some advice from you? What's some good advice? And he's like, okay, well, for theater, yeah. Okay, yes, yes, for theater. All right, well, just make a good impression. It's not about trying to book this season's gig. You might be trying to, you know, those little kids, those little, he didn't say this exactly, but this analogy is like what I think of it now, those little triangle, square, circle, um you throw in those little shapes you put in the yellow bucket and there's only you can only put the triangle through the triangle hole well you could be a triangle trying to put yourself in a square hole for this season and like that's it's not going to happen quit trying to make fetch happen it's not going to happen (laughs) he said make a good impression because you might not be right for this season but if you just like get along with people and let them just see who you are then they'll remember you and whenever the right role that you could fill comes up, if you just make a good impression, then they'll give you a call. And like that has been like 
it relieves so much pressure in the auditioning process. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I just need to be me. I don't need to try to be a role I'm not. They'll remember me if it's supposed to be. And it's just like, uh, in place. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's best think- advice I've received in real world and theater world. <laughs> That is really good advice. And, and it's a good reminder for me too, is to just, um, you know, I think sometimes what like that old saying, like what you give is what you get, but I have often found that sometimes what, what you give, you get back like five times or, or tenfold or people, the universe is, is very generous. We, we live in a very generous universe. And so what, what you give, you usually receive like back, back to you, like times 10, what you originally gave, which I, I like sort of thinking about that, especially since we're in the holiday season right now. And it's the season of giving and, and gifting. And I think the most meaningful things are, are not actually things. It's not, mm-hmm. it's kind words and it's things that really come and just uh, actions of generosity that that mean way more than you know the new iphone <laughs> oh yeah i am still i mean you can see this um viewers can't but this is like i want to say an iphone 5 this still it still works it still works i'm still using it mm. i have had so many kids i've taught they're like oh miss alicia you've got to update i'm just like dude don't even with me don't even i yeah i have I an am, iphone 7 so yes, yes you know you I know, know. <laughs> like maps works the camera works i can log on to my gmail we're good it's it is all good okay we have got to end with a favorite theater memory or story <laughs> i can't wait to hear Okay, you might know um, my former tour partner. Um, we dated for a short time, but um, didn't we all uh, date our tour partner? Yeah, yeah, seriously, for a short time. <laughs> <laughs> um, lovely actor and human, Chris Crean. I do know um, Chris Crean. Yes, yes, he's great. Yes, he is such a wonderful human. I believe he is engaged. Congratulations! You're. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> um. excuse me anyways so we're on tour with another company we both worked for ntc national Mm -hmm. theater for children love my boys up in up in uh minneapolis sup evan um and uh and nate i'm sorry nate i also love you and your beautiful costumes um yeah so we're on tour and we're doing tour for this energy company that um they have they have the voice the voice what is his name louis the lightning bug louis the lightning bug is their mascot and he is voiced uh by the same guy from i'm just a bill just like the schoolhouse rock dudes like it's the same character line and so his voice is trademarked um so louis just comes out at the very end of the show for just like a hot second and just like does this like happy dance thing um, cause we've won, we beat the bad guys and all that stuff. And, um, then he goes back. Um, so he doesn't actually have to say anything during the show, but often after these shows go, as you know, there's like photo op. Oh, my class just really enjoyed the show. I'm going to take a picture for the newsletter. So, um, and so we, my 
Chris would stay in the Louis the Lightning Bug outfit because he's the he's the guy everyone wants to be around. I'm always the photo op chick. And this one time, I can't remember what school we were in. I want to say it was in Texas or Louisiana somewhere. Um, the same shindig happens. And Chris is, like, waving his arms. He's, like, like very – something is wrong. Like, I can tell something is very wrong. But I'm just trying to, like, act like nothing's happening. I'm like, oh, look, Louie's waving. Oh, yay. It's so fun. Um, and, uh, and I take the picture. And I finally get backstage with Chris so he can get out of the Louie costume. If I can figure out what's going on. Well, turns out the Louis the Lightning Bug, uh, the Louis the Lightning Bug costume, the belly, uh, where it looks like is his belly, is actually where Chris's groin was. And <laughs> I I don't know, I can't remember if it's NTC training where I picked it up, but I'm pretty sure they do the same thing where when you're in pictures, especially as a character, you keep your hands nice up by your face just so that you can't get into any you know, accusatory troubles with, you know, with children and stuff like that. It's just like, yep, here's my hands. Here's my happy face. Don't worry about me. Ha ha ha. And so he had to keep his hands up. And this little girl was hitting him in the belly, in Louie's belly, being like, hey, hold my hand. Hold my hand. Come on, hold my hand. And Louie has to keep his hands up. And Chris, the whole time while she's hitting him in the belly, is actually getting racked by this little second grader. <laughs> like in the crotch and (laughs) yeah that 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 is will never ever go away so chris if you're listening thank you for one of like the best moment in theater it's so sad it's not like this touching moment on stage and and into the woods or anything no that's not my my favorite moment is chris getting racked onto her well there's nothing more wonderful and humbling than being dressed in a giant bright yellow lightning bug costume (laughs) i love it i love it and being accidentally hit in the groin by a small child (laughs) (laughs) and i think on that note (laughs) we have to go because you know we are both single mothers and we have like eight gazillion things that we have to do and at my new job they're trying to teach me they're trying to teach me how to use a computer and um it's not going well so <laughs> so yeah well we we conquered the the zoom this morning so i think you you get a, a gold star on the chart from my my point over here helping me get this work in a day you go glenn coco yes th- thank you teacher miss alicia for the gold star <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alicia i know we've been meaning to do this for so long um thank you so much for being a guest and it's just so wonderful to see your beautiful smiling face i love you so much and you know i i got you whatever you need i got you. i've got more stuff i can send to you in the mail for baby june Oh my gosh, she looks so cute in her little outfit. You, she put her in it this morning. So I'm like, oh, to, to Sarah and little Sophie. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And I'm so glad we finally got to catch up. And um, I hope the all the editing of my crazy, horrible equipment goes well. And I hope you have an awesome day and that you learn all of the computer things. Thank you. You're a badass mama and friend and performer and artist and teacher and i cannot give you enough enough props namaste queen 
Namaste, Queen. <laughs> <laughs>